L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You're now locked into the Life of Product podcast, episode 54. Listen, man, I want to apologize to y'all. You know, episode 53 was, uh, what, a few weeks ago or something like that? I can't fucking remember. But shout out to my boy, Jay, uh, Jawanza Joseph of... I am a voice clothing man. He came through actually to the office and we did a nice in-person interview. We kind of went over the tongue, but it's all good. We covered everything, man. We covered everything from mental health, uh, religion, uh, fatherhood. Man, it was a dope show. I, I really encourage y'all to go back and go back to that episode and really, really rock with it and come back and holler at me. Let me know what you thought about it. Today's episode 54, man. Episode 54 is titled Understanding Your Timeline. Before we get into today's show, man, this is a lot of weird shit been going down lately, man. First of all, I want to say I hope y'all enjoyed your Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a weird trend going on around right now where uh please don't get mad at me for this because y'all be getting mad at me over little shit. But there's a weird trend going around where a lot of dudes are calling each other sweethearts. That shit's weird. Like I I think it's weird. Like I, I've heard other podcasters and I've heard other people hosting shows be like, yeah, you ever heard of that guy? He's such a great, he's great, he's a sweetheart. Listen, man, if we cool. If we're cool, you want to give me any compliment or anything, just don't call me a sweetheart. Please, <laughs> yo. Females can call me that. Dudes, do not call me a sweetheart. It will make this whole shit weird. It, it, it's weird. Like, and, I, and I'm sorry, man. I'm not, I'm not homophobic. I don't have a complex or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think it's great that other men give other men compliments. I think it's cool. Like, if you be like, he's a handsome gentleman, that's great. That's what's up. Shouts out to him. Just don't call me a sweetheart. Just don't do that shit. <laughs> They don't fly over here, brothers, and no fly zone for that. No fly zone for that. Oh, man. Other weird things been going on, man. Whoo, the boy Joe Rogan is in the hot seat. He's in the hot seat. Yo, when it, I didn't really look into it at first. I was like, ah, I thought it was clickbait, honestly, when I was online. And I was like, oh, they said Joe Rogan something. I'm like, nah, that's bullshit. So then I was like, nah, he can't be racist. Joe Rogan, he fucks with Dave Chappelle. He fuck with Ashley Larry. Like, these is his peoples. Like, he been... This is that's dude from Fear Factor. He ain't fucking racist. The fuck? Then the video compilation came out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and I don't know what, why he was using the N word when he was using it. I don't know if he was quoting stuff or just speaking or whatever. But that shit looked bad. It looked kind of bad for the dude, man. It looked kind of bad. I'm gonna just leave it right there. Then I was like, ah. Uh, Maybe this was like constructed or whatever. I was really trying to give Joe Rogan the benefit of the doubt because I think he's a great show host. Then the whole comic came out about walking in the room. He thought he was all playing to the apes. Yo, it's a bad look, brother. It's a bad look. Shit's been weird, man. A lot of, lot of weird shit been going on, man. Listen, man, Super Bowl Sunday was roughly a week ago. You know what I'm saying? That was pretty much Valentine's Day weekend. And I think it's weird as hell how, you know, you as you gotta look, man. I just got back into football a couple years ago. I was I was riding hard for Colin Cap, you know what I'm saying? And I still am, but I, I got back into football. Um, you got one down left, roughly what 12 seconds left, and you still got a timeout, and y'all just stole it, you just call it quits, and you down only by three points. I think that's fucking crazy. I think it's crazy, and and I'm on my conspiracy shit. If if they pop up 
with the first round draft pick, some shit happened. We know something's wrong. If they get some type of super mega fucking deal, we know a deal was cut. We know it was cut. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't believe they just gave up. No. No team. I have never in the history of football, all my years, been watching football, Super Bowls, all that shit, seen a team. A team do some shit like that. I think it's weird. I thought it was crazy. I was sitting there like, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> somebody got paid for that. Some deal got cut. <laughs> but what do I know? I'm just a podcaster, right? Bang bang. Episode fifty four, man. Understanding your timeline, man. Listen, things in life happen when they're supposed to happen. I'm a firm believer that. I'm also a firm believer that they don't happen when they're not supposed to happen. And I personally have had a problem accepting things like this and really playing along to it. But you have to understand your timeline, right? So this it's difficult, you know what I mean, to understand your timeline. We might have a problem with it. We might be unhappy with it, right? So some of us rush things. We, we rush relationships. We rush having children. We rush career choices. We rush school. We will think that just because we got the, a call for the job that we wanted, drop everything you're doing, go to that job. You're okay. Naturally, that's what's going to come to all of our heads, right? But what if you were not in position to do that? What if what if you meet the love of your life? Everything is going great. Then bang, bang. <laughs> that person to show who the really, who really who the fuck they are. You meet the love of your life. You meet this incredible person. One, maybe two months into it, boom, shit changes. And that that's happened. That happens. It's happened to all of us. You know what I'm saying? So that timeline, it didn't match the way you thought it would. It didn't match. Now, if you understood the timeline early, you might have understood that that person was just for the moment. That person might have just been a fun. He or she might have just been for some fun at that moment. They might have been a space filler. Some people are space fillers. And that's the thing. And a lot of us, and I'm speaking from experience, we have fucked up. And let that space filler become permanent or long term. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, listen, man. We're all a villain in somebody, but maybe somebody listening is probably like, you should have been a space filler. I don't give a fuck. Well, that's your fucking fault. You ain't figure it out. Bong, bong. Inspiration dealer, baby. But that person might have been a space filler, and we probably didn't understand that. So you might have been able to control your emotions and understand that person was just, just there for the moment if you understood your timeline. Now, when it comes to relationships, when you you have to ask yourself these questions, understanding your timeline, you got to say, do I have room for this person in my life at this moment? You might you might you might be a single parent, he or she might be a single parent, and your day is from the time you wake up accommodating your children. You can't accommodate this man or this woman. You can't do it. It takes a lot of multitasking and time management to accommodate a person, especially in the, a new relationship, but accommodate yourself and your household. You will start lacking in that. And you, yo, kids hold grudges, man. Kids are kids. Kids like, say if your kids are 10, 11 years old and you mommy, you single mommy, you got your new boyfriend. We're going to call him Jack. Jack comes through. Y'all smashing three nights a week or whatever. When he come through, your kids need to get homework done. But you telling them, no, do it yourself because you want to be laid up on the couch with him watching fucking reality shows from 7 to 11 o'clock at night. You know what I'm saying? You you have to make sure that you have room in your life for that person and originally for yourself and for your household. Your kids come first. You come for, you need to put yourself first before this new person. That, that motherfucker might still be on a, 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 a probationary period. You know what I'm saying? If a, 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 real, a real person is going to not put everything into that person in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody's fucked up and done that shit. But you got to understand that. You got to ask yourself, do you have the finances to date that person? Looking at your timeline, where you are at right now financially, do you have the finances? So if you're a man, I believe all men should really, if you were into this woman and y'all really talking about getting serious, y'all dating, 
Court that woman. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, I said court. <laughs> Yo, bang, bang. Court that woman. Look, man, take her out, man. Buy your gift or two here and there. Treat her nice. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to do that shit because it it it, it builds up something with, between those two people. You know what I mean? I, I, I do feel like if a man and a woman are dating, they're really getting into where you are supposed to, as a man, treat that woman nice. I'm not saying go blow your whole check on her, but make sure you have the finances to do this shit. You don't, as a man, as a grown man, you don't want to get into this relationship and you, you, y'all going out and you, yo, you got me, you, you hit your pockets. Damn, yo, the bill, $90. Damn, this shit, 120 is 150. No, don't do that shit. That's a bad fucking look. Do make sure you properly can do that shit and rock out and play your part. I do, I do feel, I'm a very modernized person. I do feel that things should go both ways. I do feel like sometimes shit should be 50, 50. And a woman should step up here and there and be like, I got this. Don't worry about it. Or let's go Dutch. Us real men, we appreciate that shit. You know what I'm saying? And this is not me saying this and being cheap. I'm being I'm being for real. And if you really talk to a lot of men, a lot of real dudes will tell you that. You know what I'm saying? To each his own. You know? <laughs> but you got to ask yourself that. You have to ask yourself, right, with this timeline, you have to look at when you started this new relationship. You have to look at when you ended your last relationship. And you have to ask yourself have you recovered from your last relationship, whether it was a relationship, marriage, just casual sex? You have to ask yourself, have you recovered mentally and emotionally? Have you recovered mentally and emotionally? A lot of people take relationship PTSD shit into their new relationships. And that's bad because that new person you met, if that new person you met is really rocking for you and that person is down for you, they deserve better than that shit. They don't deserve that. They deserve for you to stop playing, get yourself together 100% and give them exactly the exact amount of energy that they're giving. So if a woman was in a relationship prior to this man, that relationship before the one before that, she was cheating on, she was beating on, she was just drugged through the mud, he fucked over financially, right? Get yourself together and heal yourself before you allow this man to go full-fledged and really put his best foot forward. If he's giving you 110%, Give that fucking dude 110%. Stop holding this gray cloud over your head. That gray cloud is going to move from over your head over to the relationship. And I've seen this so many times. I've I've been in a relationship like that before where the experiences that she had, or claim the fucking had, because a lot of people lie a lot, that she had in that shit, it rolled over into it. This, now, this was a few years ago, but still, at the end of the day, that now, if that woman does, doesn't heal by this new relationship, they break up. How is she gonna be healed by the new one? You know what I'm saying? And it always work like that. Now, not only are you selling that man short, you are selling yourself short because you could have been in something perfect. You could have been at the fucking root of where you want to be at relationship wise, and you could have been happy. Y'all could have been happy. Yes, the boy product life for product podcast episode fifty four. We gotta pay these bills. Shouts out to Inca FM. We're gonna take a quick break. We are going to come right back with the second part of the show. Yeah, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product Podcast, episode 54, man. Shouts out to Anchor, man. Anchor has really done right by the kid, man. I really, I really appreciate y'all. Y'all, y'all got me up in here looking like I'm in the big leagues. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's episode 54, man. Episode 54 is called Understand Your Timeline, which is very important. You got to understand your timeline, man. And um, before I get back into that, I recently made a decision that I'm going to take a, a social media break. I'm going to deactivate my Facebook and Instagram just for a while. Like I've done it before in the past. Yo, it's crazy because every time I've done it, 
fucking family be hitting me up and friends hit me up like, yo, did you block me? No, I didn't block you. I just deactivated my shit. Like, I kind of need a break because I feel like all the shit, I'm, I see a lot of bullshit up and down the timeline every fucking day, man. And, and, you know, I use social media. It's a great tool for business, but I'm just tired of the fuckery. I'm tired of your lies. I'm tired of the fight videos. I'm tired of the bullshit. Like, I kind of need to deactivate and just really pull a plug on that for a while and, and really bask in life and enjoy myself, which I've done before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I, had a, I had an ex. Oh, she's an idiot. I had an ex one time and I had um a long time ago and I had like deactivated my shit. And she's like, oh, you blocked me? You blocked me? No, I ain't fucking blocked you. What the fuck you talking about? Then she swore up and down some other shit was going on, which it really wasn't. I just really needed to pull a plug on it, man. And it was a great, great time because I got to really just like not have to worry about uploading shit. I didn't have to worry about likes, none of that shit. It's, I, I'm going to keep it real. It was all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all fuckery. I'm just, I'm, I'm patiently waiting for the next trend to come. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of it. This social media trend is ass. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the next trend. Let the next wave of, uh, of beautiful fuckery come in, and then I'll get tired of that. <laughs> a few fucking years, you know what I'm saying? But yo, it's episode 54. Episode 54 is called Understanding Your Timeline. I personally had to understand my timeline uh, multiple times in life. I, and I recall, I, I told you guys one time, I almost had a record down. I'm not going to say the, the label it was on. It was through one of my mans. He was from Harlem. Uh, he had actually moved out to Long Island. I met him when I was down at NC in college. And uh, we almost had a, a record deal. You know, it, it went... so. But, you know, a lot of factors came into play. You know what I'm saying? So it went from the record label wanting 10 songs, a 10-song album, to them wanting a three-song project to one single. We had the three songs. We had the single. But, you know, a lot of things came into play, man. And it was... We were... You know, I was upset. Mind you, that's my man's. I haven't seen Son in over 10 years, but if I was to see him, it's all love. But I was a little upset about things at one point because it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, we got this deal on the table. Let's get focused. But like I said, understanding your timeline, I didn't understand his timeline. He didn't understand my timeline. He had a lot of things going on. Stability is a factor in everything, especially you, you could have a million dollar deal on the table right now. Do you understand how hard it is or how hard it would be to drop everything you're doing at that fucking moment to say, I am on deck 110%. How can you realistically drop everything you're doing? You know what I'm saying? So at the time when, when the deal was on the table, I was lit. I was happy. I'm like, yo, I'm about to sign this deal. I'm ready. I got all this material rent. I, I had just started producing too. So I had beats on deck. Uh-uh. Didn't happen. <laughs> But on the flip side of the shit, and, and it was crazy because I was looking at it like, yo, I had a son on the way at the time. My oldest son was, was about to be born. I'm like, yo, I need this. I need this money. I need to, you know what I'm saying, do this for my child coming into the world. But what if that record deal would have not went bad and he would have grown up a rich, spoiled kid? What if he would have grew up uh, fucked up in the system or fucked up within that world of entertainment because his pops was a rich artist and he got caught up in a lot of these kids. They they get caught up in drugs. They get caught up in, you know, the facade of being rich and having all this stuff at their disposal and it fucks them up. So it took me years to really look back at that shit. Like, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing. I didn't get that record deal. Maybe it's a good thing. I didn't get that record deal. You have to understand your timeline, dog. You really have to. And mind you, this is, I've had to like, Make peace and make amends and understand my timeline multiple times in life. And every time I've had, it's made me grow into more of a man and a better individual. Hard life lessons, hard life lessons, and, and, and just the fact that you were let down. Like, what the fuck? You might feel like a failure, honestly, when that shit happens. When that happened, that situation, I didn't feel like a failure, but I felt like my attempts were all for nothing. 
I felt like my attempts were all for nothing. Mind you, the crazy shit about it. So I was in college at the time. I was going to college from 8 to 12 in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. I was a night auditor at a fucking hotel. So I was going to work from 11 to 7 in the morning, going home, which I only lived five minutes away from uh, the uh, job I was working at. Thank God. And my school was about five to maybe 10 minutes away. So I would get off work, go home. I would shower real quick, get dressed, go to school. The crazy thing is when I started that job, I started that job right before the semester started, right? So that's some, that was one of the hardest semesters of my life, I kid you not, because I was going home, whatever. I remember having an accounting class the first day of school, and I got to the class late because I had to stay over at work. I got there about 8, 10. All the seats were filled. The only seat in the class was next to the fucking professor, and I literally sat next to him and fell asleep for 10 fucking minutes. Woke up and everybody's looking at me like, "Yo, you're, you're snoring." <laughs> but it it was it was a, it was a grind time. The grind is is beautiful if you allow it to be. So during that semester is when I almost had that record deal. The hard part about it is, so my homie that was from New York, he was living out here. He lived about an hour and twenty minutes away from me. Mind you, some shit happened. Somebody did something with it. Took his equipment. I don't know what the fuck happened. I I have my own equipment, so I would get off work seven, go to school eight to 12, wait for my brother to get off work around three o'clock. He would drive because there was no way I could get on the highway. I was so tired. I was tired as shit. So my brother would drive me there. We would go there every day to work on music. He would make beats. I would actually write the songs. Couple beats I had actually uh, co-produced and shit like that, but this is what it was. So when that deal fucked up, I kind of felt at the time all of that shit was for nothing. Like I, I was angry. I wasn't per se angry at him because that's my man's we we got past that shit but i was angry at the situation i was angry at where i was at, at in life i'm like yo i had a record deal on the table a week ago now i'm back to fucking clocking in this job which i hated you know i'm saying my cousin was the manager at the time i i, I i'm gonna shut up <laughs> i was shut up i ain't gonna say how i feel with that shit but bullshit was happening with other employees that i was getting blamed for which i wasn't doing you know what i'm saying it, it was it was bullshit and to, you know, you, when a man has his first child on the way and he's active in life, he's with the mother of the child, whether you're in a relationship or you're married, when you're active with her, you're going to the doctor appointments, you're doing all of that shit, and you feel a certain set of pressure. You you feel, you're going to feel pressure on you. You're going to feel like it's now or never. And I felt like it was now or never when I almost had that record deal. And for it to not pan out the way I wanted it or thought it was going to pan out, it was back to the drawing board. I'm like, fuck, yo, it's back to recording in these bum-ass basement studios is back to me making beats in my bedroom, yo. It's back to me going with no sleep, boom, boom, boom. The way I looked at life at the time, I was like, if I'm going to go with no sleep, I want to be paid and accommodated for it. Well, me being in college and 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 me making the money I was making, at the time, I was not making a lot of money. Part of my check was going to my car note, going to my car insurance. I'm buying baby clothes for the baby coming. But I had to really soak that shit up and take it to the chin poke my chest out, let my nuts hang and get back on my fucking grind, which is exactly what I did. So I had to get over that. And it, it was hard. It was it was kind of hard. I had another situation where I had to understand my timeline. I had an aunt who uh, was from North Carolina, but owned a house in Queens. I was renting a house out from her. My aunt called me one day and she said, I love what you're doing with the house. This is right before she got sick and started, you know, kind of losing her mind. Dementia kicked in. She said, I love what you're doing with the house. I want to give you the house. I said, this is what's up. You're giving me a house? Hell fucking yeah. I was on cloud fucking die, V. I'm about to own a house. I had just got a brand new Dodge Charger. Shit at work was great. I, I moved the family from Brooklyn to Queens. I was stupid lit. 
I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get a house. Uh-uh, didn't fucking go right. So we were supposed to get the paperwork done to where she was going to like, you know, have everything done or whatever. Right before the paperwork got done, she started, the dementia started kicking in. And it was, oh, I never said that. <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. So that happens or whatever. Her, uh, my cousin, who's her daughter, who I met once in my fucking life when she popped up at the house to basically say, oh, the house is mine now. Who her and my aunt didn't like each other and hadn't spoken for 20, 25 fucking years. So, yeah, that shit went that fucking way. So it's it's like I was really fucking mad because then after that happened, I had to leave the house. I had to move back to Brooklyn. And I, I kind of felt like I demoted myself. It felt like I had to it felt like a slight downgrade. But I had to, like, talk myself out of that shit. And it was like, yo, you're still five minutes away from work. You still got a nice crib. You still got good health. You still got your your your, your kids or whatever. Fuck the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So to anybody out there listening right now who who's hearing what I'm saying and you're relating this and equating this to your life, understand your timeline. Don't get mad when it doesn't pan out the way you thought it was going to pan out. That means it wasn't supposed to pan out and it can pan out later. You just got to go back to the drawing board, make the blueprint and execute. The hardest part for us, we could come up with a plan. We could come up with the money, but executing is the hardest part and i'm speaking from experience Jess, the boy product life for product podcast episode 54 54 understand your timeline i'm out baby Jeer.